When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Turn my slack off. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's topic of conversation. We're going to talk all about tech entrepreneurship, social, internet, digital marketing, creative economy, thought leadership. And the guest I have today, AJ Kumar from Los Angeles. He's a digital maestro. We're going to figure out what all that is. And it's going to be an all around fantastic conversation. I'm happy to welcome AJ to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Um, tell people about your background, how you got started, what you do, and we'll get right into it. Yeah, for sure. So I've been in digital marketing for almost 15 years now. So it's it's been a it's been a minute, and I've gotten okay. a chance to see all these different trends and a lot of different exciting things happen. I help my clients today with something called ROAC, return on attention created. And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you about that in a second. But essentially, we're living in this attention economy. And from this attention economy came about the creator economy, which is really the collection of all these different social media platforms and everyday users creating content and sharing content with each other, essentially created this brand new way of commerce and interacting with people and just life in general. So we live in a, in a pretty exciting time. So yeah. when I got into the space, I originally got into, um, I learned a lot of my digital world skill sets from a guy named Neil Patel, who was, who's an internet guru. A lot of people know about him. He's one of the, one of the top players in, in the world when it comes to that and has one of the biggest agencies. And he taught me these skill sets that I was originally applying to corporate brands. And I, I had this natural affinity to wanting to work with people, personal brands. Maybe it's because I grew up with what are called gurus and, and naturally I started working with all these different personalities. But after I started work, after I was working with these corporate brands in a company called single grain, where we were doing SEO for our clients, I shifted and started working with personal brands. One of my first personal brands was a woman named Kimberly Snyder, who's a celebrity nutritionist. And from that, I was able to build this infrastructure for what's now referred to as a personality-driven media company. And that was essentially a, a vertically integrated company end-to-end -end where everything from the ideas to the experiences that users, users are having with her is all controlled by her. And that was done in Google land in her blog. And that infrastructure is basically what I help clients do now with social media. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. Um, this the whole social media landscape, because now there's podcasts and there's YouTubers and, you know, TikTokers 
that have a bigger following than you know you know bloomberg or cnbc or any of these so you don't you didn't have to go through gatekeepers it's basically you learn how to create this return on attention so kind of talk about you know this attention economy why it's important attention as a currency and an asset um you know the younger generation understands that but kind of the you know kind of the you know the gen xers or the boomers kind of um, it, it's not as familiar to them yeah it's really it's really fascinating because you could you could basically think about it a lot of this started occurring as the smartphone came about and more and more people adopted that technology and for the longest time a lot of people are really mesmerized by all the technology and the novelty of social media and smartphones just because it was brand new it kind of reminds me of that movie 2001 space odyssey where you see that big block and everyone's like what is this it's so crazy that's kind of how i see the smartphone right so essentially we a lot of people started realizing that we live in a digital world right most people uh, you know understand the inner world their thoughts their feelings what's happening inside and the physical world you know government taxes jobs but then there's also a digital world that exists and that digital world is the collection of everybody on the internet at the same time building creating something right and essentially what has happened is people are paying attention to their smartphones in fact when it comes to social media i think people are on their phones on social media maybe 2.5 hours a day just consuming content like crazy and that basically became a currency even even now for myself i'm i'm studying the concept of attention economics because we're at this point where these units of attention have meaning and have value to it most people for the last decade or so kind of looked at social media arbitrarily with numbers and metrics or like what does this mean like why don't i just buy followers or what what like it doesn't it didn't really equate to any value that's why i created something with my business mentor a guy named roy uh, we created a we created a methodology called roac return on attention created and really what that is is it's a way to qualitative qualitatively and quantitatively understand the value that's being created as a result of content creation. So a lot of my clients, I've had four maybe four or so clients that have gotten TV shows or TV spots at major network television as a result of people watching them on social media. Social media is really just a way for you to build relationships faster than what it was like with traditional media or the old world, right? what people did with networking events or like meeting people is now just done in this rapid light speeds light speeds pace online so for people that understand it and know how to navigate the digital world you can move really quickly and do things that traditionally took 10 20 30 years to do in a fraction of that time and that's why you're seeing all these young people who deeply understand technology especially the people that have grew up with it advancing so quickly. And now even in tradition the traditional business and media landscape which is a is a space where people are very risk averse. You know, when you're trying to work with people, you look to see how many followers they have, how many views they have, what their online presence is like because that just shows that hey, they're coming with something of value, right? Like if you want to publish a book deal, then you better come with some kind of existing social media audience because otherwise they don't want to invest in you. Yeah. It's yeah, it's so fascinating and what you're talking about is such is such gold because it's this new currency 
by which people can create lives and they don't have to like, you know, I studied like 17 years to, you know, be a, a, a surgeon, you know, think about like, you know, a social media influencer, if he or she knows how to like capture attention and leverage it, they can, you know, make the same amount in a year or two years, whatever, um, you know, very powerful. Um, the next thing yeah. is talking about, especially after COVID, I think it really slapped everybody in the face, woke everybody up and talk about this importance of building a personal brand because, you know, my parents' generation, they're always like a job. That's going to, that's going to save you a job, you know, you know, pensions and for, you know, and then my grandparents were like, the government's going to save you social security. You know, that's That's the thing. So, but now talk about how personal brand is like your insurance, like how that's going to save you. Yeah, that's a good way. That's a good way you put it, Chris. It's true. It is, it is very much that like, and even to what you're saying about you being a surgeon for 17 years, I do think you you you're making a different kind of impact than a lot of these social media influencers. I do think with social media, you could you could impact people positively. I, I wouldn't say everybody's doing that, but you could do that. Like I always talk about human healing brands in the sense that when you're creating content that makes people learn something, that gets people to laugh, that gets people inspired, that's like ways to heal, heal people, right? It's not like a surgeon actually saving someone's life. So I wouldn't compare it like that, but yeah. it, it, it is true that in the time that we live in today, your personal brand, how people see you in their minds is more important because that's, that's most of their interaction with you. Like the social world and, and the digital world is already augmenting how people see you in real life, how they perceive you how they understand you, right? Like, for example, I have a website where I have a, a bio written of me. It's a very long bio. Like, it, it's a it's a story. It's written as, like, the hero's journey. It takes, like, 10 minutes to re- 7 to 10 minutes to read it. But every time somebody reads that on my on my website, it changes the way they they relate to me. It changes my communication with them and how they understand me. And it positions me in a way to where it benefits me, to where they want to become clients, where they want to hire me, et cetera. And anybody really has the power to do that. It's not to say you want to make stuff up so people work with you, because I'm sharing my real experiences, but I'm sharing them in an interesting and in an an entertaining way. So when it Mm. comes to building your personal brand on the internet, it's now you and everybody else trying to do the same thing. So it's also that you got to make yourself and present yourself in an interesting and an entertaining way. And when I say entertaining, I don't necessarily mean like be a clown, although you can <laughs> be if you want to be. I say entertaining in its original like root meaning of of being able to hold someone's attention. Right? So yeah. it's not just about facts and like just giving that information, but it's about repackaging those facts and that information in a in a story or in a way that like gets people don't like to feel intrigued, right? Yeah. Because there's there's so many channels that people could pay attention to. In the past, you know, you dial through channels on the radio or you flip through channels on the television, on, on TV. Now you're essentially swiping through channels on social media networks. It's like social media is similar. It's a comparable to t- television, but it's different, right? Like you're not watching 30-minute shows on social you're probably watching a 30 second show on social. So our consumption habits have also drastically changed as well. So if you are some kind of business professional, some kind of service provider, whether you're a doctor or lawyer, you know, you want clients, then you've got to start thinking about 
social media as at least one of the channels that you want to be on, that you want to be present on as part of an omni-channel approach. Like my friend Neil always talks about, you know, social platforms come and go. But when you have an omni-channel approach, then your presence is what stays, right? Because even though you don't own your TikTok or your Instagram, like those are all rented platforms. What you do own is your image in the minds of consumers. So if you could leverage these social media platforms to position yourself in people's minds as the go-to expert for your niche, and you do that on a consistent basis, right? You're pumping out content daily. Subconsciously, you're programming them to think that way. And when mm. you could do that successfully, they're more likely to choose you, work with you, talk to you when it comes down to them making that decision of, hey, I need a lawyer, I need a doctor, I need a trademark or whatever the, the service provider is offering. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you're touching on such a social credibility and social reputation. It's kind of like it's a new way of, um, you know, in the past, it was like if you appeared in the movies or on TV commercials, you know, that was like you know, or you're an athlete or a celebrity. That was like your social reputation. But now it's how many followers you have, how many likes, engagement, um, which was really interesting is I, I like your idea of packaging information and entertaining and a uh, way to capture attention because I was listening to a um, interview by Ben Mesrick. You know, he he wrote the uh, newest book, Breaking Twitter, and he was saying he was saying basically a lot of people covered that story, but he wanted to he likes to create stories and narratives around highly impactful events, and so um, you know, kind of packaging in that way. Uh, my next question is kind of how does the because uh, I'm listening to these. Um, uh, this uh, recent interview by Neele Patel uh, of The Decoder. And he's talking about the intersection of AI and social media, and it collides. Like, because, you know, AI is going to really, it's kind of this really disruptive force. And how is it going to change and influence social media? Yeah, uh, that's a fascinating area, just because I think we could all relate and appreciate the experience that we had with AI within the last year, right? I think ChatGPT has been around for about a year now. And I think it was just a few days ago was its anniversary. And yeah. everyone could see how drastically, how quickly and radically everything has shifted. And now there's virtually every app, virtually every piece of technology is now currently being integrated with AI. And that is what's happening across the board. Even in, so when it, when it comes to social media, a lot of people are just the same. And that's what you're gonna start to see is the sea of sameness because everyone's trying to use AI to make themselves look smarter and whatever. What stands out now are people that are able to actually share real experiences about what they're doing. Because there's a lot of people that talk about theory and, and, and just, airy stuff about what's interesting and whatnot. And that's good information, but it's people that act, can actually demonstrate real experience that they've had, like as a surgeon, right? Like you have actual real experience, 17 years of experience of actually doing surgeries. So there could be somebody talking about surgeries or there could be somebody talking about all these topical topics, but AI can't give them experience that they could actually talk from a nuanced perspective. So when it comes to making a decision of like, oh, should I work with, you know, Dr. For Lou or should I work with this influencer that is just talking about it? 
well, Dr. Lewis, eight, six, 17 years of, of experience doing actual surgeries. This other guy is just regurgitating information. So mm -hmm. I think right now, the most immediate way, because it's hard to say what's going to happen two years from now, three years from now, four years from now, five years from now, just because we're already on this exponential curve and we're essentially ascending and changing at this just level that it's sometimes really hard to even comprehend. But at least for now, at least for the next year, two years, if you could communicate your experience, your expertise, your authority, your trust, if you could do that effectively, Google calls that eat, right? Google utilizes experience, expertise, authority, and trust as a way where they rank um, websites on their, on their platform. Similarly, you could um, take that with how you're creating content on social media platforms. So if you could demonstrate that, your experience in an entertaining way, then you'll have a much higher chance at winning. Like mm -hmm. I always tell people, the type of people that I work with are people that are either educators that I help them become more entertainers or they're entertainers and I help them become more educators, right? Yeah. They call it edutainment. Yeah. So people are, are on different sides of that spectrum. For example, I have this client named Nikki Haskell. She's 83 years old and we're just, we're killing it with her on TikTok, on Instagram. She, she went from like 10,000 followers on Instagram to 350,000 followers. She went from like 5,000 followers on TikTok to 370,000. And we're, it's not really the followers that I care much about because the follower number isn't as important as other metrics like viewership. So with her, we're averaging three to four million views every single month. And that return on attention created, ROAC, what we talked about for her, it has been brand deals, but what always happens in the beginning is her relationships changed. The people in her life started looking at her differently. I mean, she's 83 years old. So when you're at that level, people already have this like way that they see you, right? Like you're established, you're just set in that way and that's how they see you. But what we did with her is what I believe in experiment, a social experiment in itself. You have this woman now 83, people see her radically different. We changed her from just being an entertainer to educating. And now she's constantly, younger girls are, are coming up to her and thanking her for inspiring them and like, and making them laugh and, and feel hopeful, right? So mm. it's like when you could do that kind of impact and you're making that kind of impact in real life, even for her, now she's getting brand deals. Uh, now she's getting television show appearances. She's on big podcasts, right? Like everything started radically changing in her life. And yeah. honestly, if it could happen to somebody at that age, it could happen to anybody at any age. But yeah. it does require certain strategies. It does require certain tactics. And like what I've learned from my friend Neil, it really does come down to consistency. Yeah. Right? Like Neil's been a guy that's been blogging on, on his website for over a decade, nonstop, all the time. And this is the one thing you never gave up. And that really was to me like a big lesson in life because I was sporadic with any of my content creation over time. Yeah. But then I, I just saw from that experience of where it took him that I started applying that for my clients and even for myself, that when you're consistently putting yourself out there, the results start to show. And that's why we call it ROAC because it's different from direct response advertising where you have return on ad spend and it's very black and white. Mm. I call this delayed response. 
So Roach is about seeding. It's about putting ideas in people's heads. It's about being there. It's about being consistent so that over time they have this narrative. It's like, have you ever seen one of those, um, one of those like booklets where there's like a, a picture of somebody on each page and when you flip it, it starts to create this like story. Yeah. That's yeah. how I see social media. So if you could show up every single day and you could essentially make it a habit for people to want to consume your content in your, in their minds, there starts to become this, this narrative of how they see you, how they perceive you, how they understand you. And it ultimately influences their decision, their buying behavior. Mm, yeah, very powerful. Um, kind of two uh, questions looking forward because um, you talked you talked about the metaverse. So you know we have around seven minutes, um, but um, you know the metaverse and where do you see social media colliding with the metaverse? Or because now we're like Zoom and we got camera mics, but eventually you know are we going to put on a headset and go in and you know give presentations in a town hall? You know where do you see that? Like Ready Player One, that was, like a, that was a fun book to read. Um, so when I when I like when I said augmenting, I'm I'm talking about without glasses. I'm saying that right now our reality has already been augmented without putting glasses on. We already make decisions based off of how we look and understand somebody online, whether it's a corporate brand or whether it's a personal brand. That influences how we see people. There will come a time and a place where people are wearing glasses more frequently because now they look cooler. Whereas 10 years ago, I bought Google, Google Glass and it just didn't look that cool, you know? Yeah. Now at least they're trying to put stuff in Ray-Ban glasses and they're trying to just make it, you know, more fashionable so that they can help more people adopt it, which I think will happen in the next, you know, three to 10 years or so or whenever that happens. Hard to say how things will change, but I'll tell you one thing is that by positioning yourself as someone that people recognize today, by having a personal brand today, as more and more people are more chronically online, because we're already chronically online, but as people become more chronically online, that'd be advantageous for you. Yeah. However the world's gonna change, having a personal brand is gonna just give you a position in life to wherever it changes, and however it changes, you'll at least have some kind of leverage that you could use. Yeah, it's fascinating because, you know, a lot of my colleagues, you know, for majority of physicians, they don't really have the time to do this. But, um, you know, the smart ones, the younger ones, they actually realize the importance of what you're saying. And they, you know, they, they're on TikTok. They have TikTok channels and a way to educate their patients and kind of get clients, advertise their business. So, you know, they have some of them have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followings on YouTube. Um, so it's mm -hmm. really you know, what you're saying is, uh, you know, golden. Um, if people want to work with you, contact you, follow your social media, check out your work, how can they do so? Yeah, I mean, I think best way to connect with me is to um, follow me on Instagram, uh, AJ the Digital Maestro. And if you want to research me or look at my bio, the, the one I was talking about, you could go to ajkumar.com. That's ajkumar.com. Yeah. And for all the audience out there, really fantastic conversation from someone who sees the future. He's worked with a lot of key influencers. Neil Patel is a huge guy on SEO and uh, some one of the pioneers. And um, all of AJ's resources will be in the links and show notes. And with that, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Chris.